from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's a Friday, and that means the Chiefs had to do something on Thursday. So we're going to go over that here in a second. Uh, we're also going to run down what the schedule means, what it looks like, and what are the things to be watching for as they get ready for the 2021 season. This is going to be interesting. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate all of the new reviews we're getting, so thank you very much for that. Uh, we're sitting here, and of course, we already recorded, so the Chiefs have to go and make a bunch of moves. Yeah, and you know, we, ha- we had to get that done. So uh, we're going to give you the synopsis here. Um, first and foremost, the important part, the entire draft class is under contract. Uh, you yep. kind of leaked that out little by little. Um, as I understand it, players have arrived. They've gotten these things done. They're signing contracts. Kit and Caboodle, all done. I like having that before they uh, try to do anything with the rookie minicamp here on Friday. Yeah, me too. I'm glad it's done. And, man, I'm so glad that all the contract controversies of the past are gone. Mm-hmm. It does make it nice to just get the thing signed, get rolling, get into camp, and actually start to make an impact. Yep. And then Kansas City made an even, well, I guess it's not a bigger move necessarily, but a more interesting move than just signing their draft class. It is definitely interesting. Um, They traded for uh, the Vikings, Mike Hughes, um, formerly of UCF, came out in the, was it 18 class? Yep. Um, Very interesting. Has underperformed since getting drafted. he was picked 30th overall. I had a mid-second round grade on him. Um, and these are the notes that I have from my film work. Good ball skills, excellent change of direction, short area quickness. Could play outside or nickel. And is a suspect tackling. Now, I don't know if that's lived up to it. Um, I think he's mostly played outside in the league. I'll have to pull his snaps. And we'll do that for Sunday. We'll have a little bit more insight after we have a little more time. But general impression that you have about Mike Hughes. Question is, is can he stay healthy? Uh, He has struggled with that while he's been in Minnesota. If he can stay healthy, he is in Kansas City for only a year. So it could be a good signing uh, or it could be a good trade. They basically gave up nothing uh, for him. They just swapped six round picks, which I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work if, for some reason, Minnesota ends up with a uh, or a better record than Kansas City, which I don't foresee happening, but I'm sure there's something in the trade about that. But Yeah, I thought it was Hughes in a seventh for the Chiefs' sixth and 22. Oh, is that what it was? I thought it was just a swap of the, of the sixth. It might as well be at that point. Whatever it is, that is pennies on the dollar for a guy that was formerly drafted in the first round. So a little undersized, um, not a speed demon. I think he ran four, three, uh, four, five, three is what I have here in my notes. Um, we can verify that, but um, not a speed guy, but reminds me a little bit of Fenton in terms of being a little undersized, being not a long speed guy, but somebody that can change direction really well. And is, I had him as, as good man skills coming out of college as well. Maybe that hasn't been developed, but maybe they can get back to that in the nickel. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Hughes. Uh, his contract for this year is very palatable. It's $2 million, of which is 650000 is guaranteed. 
so he is going to be very cheap for Kansas City. And again, he's only in a contract for 2021. So it's almost like the DeAndre Baker situation in, in a sense. Uh, and they get him for a year, but then he'll be a free agent next year. So uh, I'll be very interested to see how that ends up working out. But I would say that you're set at corner at this point, unless they're going to make another move and, and trade somebody away. I can't see a spot for Breland on this roster anymore. Yeah, especially at the cost now, right? That's getting uh, it's getting a little thin. So maybe we have seen the last of Rashad Breland in Kansas City. Um, again, another guy that's under, what is he? He's still 24. So another corner under 25 years old. This is going to be an interesting crew here with, like we talked about last week, Traverius Ward and Rashad Fenton, the the old men of the of the room at 26, right? Yep. And still having Snead and Baker as well. So, I mean, that's a really very young corner group. And I'm sure Kansas City's excited about that because a young corner group means a cheap corner group. Mm. Um, and that could change next year, but we'll see. We'll wait and see if that happens. But again, if he comes in and he's able to play and he's able to stay healthy, then this could be a really a really good trade for Kansas City. I understand why Minnesota why Minnesota made that move. Uh, and another thing that Hughes has it, the ability to be a returner as well. Obviously, Kansas City has a pretty good return game already, so don't think he'll be doing that in Kansas City. But it does give you another option in the room. It does, and that's a plus to have. So. Uh, this while this does probably mean that Bashad Breland isn't going to be back, it also puts a little bit of question to me about the recovery of DeAndre Baker. So hopefully we'll have some more news when we actually hear a press conference about this and get some answers from Brett Veach. But we will fill you in on that when it comes time. But we got to get to talking about what the Chiefs are going to face in 2021. We're going to run down the schedule top to bottom. That's coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, a lot of hubbub this year. I mean, a lot. I'm a little surprised at how much fanfare there is about a schedule release this season. But I know in COVID, like, there's less things going on. There's less traffic. So, the NFL is trying to hype it up. And I think it's interesting the schedule they put together. Did you get a chance to look at it? And, and are you feeling pretty decent about it? I feel pretty good about it. I did look at the entire thing, and I do think it's funny that uh, you have Browns fans already reaching out and saying that they were so close to making the AFC Championship game last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. That's about all I can really say. I, you know, I'm just sitting here looking at it and going, okay, so yeah, the game ended up being close, but uh, the game was, what, 22 to 7 maybe? I don't think the Browns – the Browns didn't have two scores when Patrick Mahomes went out, so – you know, if you want to call that a, a win for you, go right ahead. Now, w- the whole reason I bring up the Browns, obviously the the first game, but people are also talking about the Chiefs offensive line versus the Browns defensive line. I think that could be fascinating, but I also think we need to pump the brakes just a little bit because you have to realize that this entire offensive line is going to be brand new and a bad showing against the Browns, which I'm not going to say is likely, but possible isn't going to be the end of the world and isn't going to mean anything in the grand scheme of things because continuity is a big thing and they have to get chemistry together. 
I have an intensity degree with you. Let, let's not be you know overly arrogant here in the beginning, but let's just take a look at the talent that's on that line versus the last time they played Cleveland because when Cleveland thought it was close, exactly. because you got Mahomes hurt, and that's because of the offensive line. So yep. it's a different ball game as far as I'm concerned. I will tell you this, though. I like what Cleveland's done with their offseason, and I like some of the things that they're going to be able to do. I, I We all know how we felt about uh, – Anthony Schwartz in the draft cycle, right? Now he's going to be their jet guy. I think that's going to do a lot of things that maybe put some impetus on Nick Bolton early because they're going to have to defend that run. And the jet motion just helps everything they want to do with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I think that's going to be dangerous in the first week of the season. I definitely think it could be dangerous. I still think that Kansas City is going to be looking at this game. And honestly, I said this yesterday and I'll say it on the podcast. There's not a coach in this league that I would less want to face than Andy Reid going into week one. Yeah. All offseason to game plan a new scheme and a new process or a new offensive wrinkle or two or four or five or ten. I mean, yeah, <laughs> good luck preparing for that because you're not going to have a clue what's coming at you. Well, and they have the longest streak in the league of, of week one wins. So let, let's see them roll through that. When we take and it, Cleveland next- hasn't won very often in the first week. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. No, you're absolutely right. When we take a slightly bigger look, though, like the first game is until uh, September 12th. So when you look at September as a whole, it's pretty tough, I have to say. I think the Chiefs are rated number five overall from what I've seen in terms of strength of schedule right now. And you get Cleveland. You get Baltimore that should be fighting to be a playoff team. You get the Chargers, who I think are going to be right on the Chiefs' heels in terms of who's going to be number two in the AFC West. So there's three potential playoff games right there first three weeks all in September yeah and I actually like that because I think that gets you focused for this whole season and I think that that's going to help Kansas City prepare uh it's going to be interesting to see Kansas City go to Baltimore because they haven't played Baltimore while Mahomes has been the starter at Baltimore at least they've been playing in Kansas City so it'll be interesting to see them go to Baltimore to play Uh, I do think that'll be a very fun game and that is a prime time game uh, the one other thing that I think is a caveat that I want to say really quick, I know we're talking about uh, the first three weeks, but just looking at the schedule in general, how many games, how, how surprised are you that they're doing the afternoon games and not noon games? Seems like Kansas City's always been in the noon slot, but now they're in a bunch of 325 starts. Uh, yeah, quite honestly, that is an effect of being a winning team. I understand. Somebody, you got, you can almost treat what is it? I, th- I think the average is like 82% of the national TV market share for one afternoon game. So basically, it's not primetime, but it's the next best thing. And it seems like the NFL understands where they're at and they're going to continue to highlight them, if not spotlight them with all the national games. Although they are tied with five, the most in the league, uh, with a, I think another seven teams that are going to be featured in five primetime games. Yeah, and then you're looking at one, two, three, four, five afternoon start games. Yeah. And only one of those, I believe, is actually because of where they're playing. Like, they're playing in Denver. That's almost always an afternoon game. So that makes sense. But the other three are, you know, they're not afternoon games because of where, where the games are being played. It's just that's where the league wants them. So I think that's a great sign for Kansas City. And I think that the team is getting respect nationally. Uh, and honestly, two Super Bowls in two years will do that for you, I suppose. 
Well, and that's the thing is it's got to be, it's got to be the drive towards the third, right? And that goes a long way in trying to get that kind of thing done. It is focus is one thing. Pressure comes with it as, as well. And there's going to be a lot of young players on this team. When we get back to looking at what they do next, not only is Baltimore, I think, a little bit of a challenge, but I think that the Chargers are going to be as well. Like new coach, defensive emphasis. I think it's going to be interesting once again because they're playing so early in the season. We all know what they do injury-wise in a normal season. But seeing them week three means you might you still have a chance of seeing them at, at full strength or very, very close. And I think that is a little bit more formidable this season than maybe last season as well. Could definitely be something that would be very difficult for Kansas City this year. I do think that the Chargers are going to be a good team, uh, but they've been picked to continue to be the number one team in the AFC West uh, week in and week out, or sorry, year in and year out, and it never seems to happen. So uh, I think it'll be a good game, but I also think that with the new coaching staff, uh, there could be some things that the Chargers are still trying to work out in week three. Yeah, that, that could be true as well. Now, when we take it the next step, Usually I like to look at it in quarters, right? Four games, four games. But this one's a little bit unique because of the slated start. So by the time October's done, they will have only played uh, seven contests. But of those seven, there's five potential playoff teams in that group. Because when they get to October, it's at Philly, which I think is probably on the way up. But I don't think that's going to be a terribly uh, scary game for the Chiefs. But then it's Buffalo. I think that's going to be a critical early season game. You get a little bit of a break with Washington. I think they're going to be improved as well, but I don't think it's going to be you know earth-shattering. And then you get Tennessee, who's been yep. at your throats a number of times. And again, we're going back to the thing. Derrick Henry's still there. It's still about Hitchens and Willie Gay and now Nick Bolton and see what you can get done. No, absolutely. And, you know, Washington didn't make the playoffs, so that is technically another playoff team. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be as improved this year as they will probably be in 2022, but they could be a better team this year than they were last year. Uh, I still think that'll be a game that Kansas City should be able to walk in and or not walk in, but basically walk away with uh, at the end of the game. But you're right. The Buffalo game is going to be a huge game on Sunday on that Sunday night football game uh, on October 10th. That's going to be huge for Kansas City. Uh, I'm glad that that game is at home because there should be a lot of media presence and media attention on that game, uh, considering it was the AFC championship game last year. Uh, And it's good that Kansas City was given that game at home. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's funny because what is it? Three of the five primetime games are away. And so, uh, again, you're yeah. not getting that that home field advantage. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to count Las Vegas away, I mean. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean, it's it's an away game. but <laughs> It's not Mexico City. I mean, are we, should we call it neutral? But OK, I get it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's not in Oakland. I understand. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Well, There's- Kansas City pretty much owns the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders won once once last year, and congratulations to them. But that was their Super Bowl. And honestly, at this point this season, Kansas City is not going to be taking any team any team lightly because they learned their lesson last year. Because I think they did take that game a little lightly and looked ahead into the schedule. Yeah, and looking ahead is, is going to be important, especially. This season, we'll get to the back half of the schedule as it stands right now. Coming up next, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. 
And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors. But let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com by using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, I think that trip to Vegas, I'm going to start calling the Skywalker week because, you know, the Darth Dome that they're playing in and then, you know, mm-hmm. you do the whole thing. And again, we've gone through seven games to this point only because now it's it's split by month. So if we if we take it back and we look at November, the Chiefs have four games in November, full slate, and it is Monday Night Football against the Giants. I find that interesting. I would not have guessed that that was going to be a matchup that they'd want to put uh, on primetime. I don't see that being a close game, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, that's a weird one to put on primetime. And I just want to point this out. It's only a full slate because they because there's four games. But November is the week, the month that they would have had five games had they not had their bye week, week 12, which is Thanksgiving week as well. And they're having a Monday night game on 11-1 as opposed to playing on 10-31 where almost everybody else will. Right. Yeah. And I was going to get to that. Come on. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> but. I, interesting to choose the Giants to put on national TV that week with the Chiefs. Then they come back with the big question mark, or the first of the the big three question marks for me. And that is right now the Green Bay Packers are on the schedule, come to Arrowhead on the 7th of November. Who's yeah. going to be manning their quarterback spot? We have no idea. Um, I believe the trade deadline is going to come down. Is it uh, October 30th this year? That sounds right. I think that it is. So one way or the other, we will know what's going on at that point, but it might come down to just a week before the Chiefs are getting ready to play the Packers, that they have a big shakeup there. I think deadlines make deals a lot in this league, and it might take Man, I can't imagine that it, that it drags on that long. The only way I see that happening is if Rodgers does, just refuses to show up week one, and I have a really hard time believing that's going to happen. Uh, maybe he won't show up week one, but uh, I really cannot see him being traded in season. I mean, Denver basically would be giving up all of your picks for the chance at playing. I mean, I guess they'll have two games still against the Chiefs, but it's not like Rodgers can step in and run that offense seamlessly week one. He needs some Let's time. Let's talk about that in a minute, because then we have the Vegas trip that's on the 14th, and then they wrap up November with Dallas coming to town. and. That's interesting. I think that's going to be, be a game. pretty good matchup. Yeah, right? And let's see if Dak's still intact. Let's see how they're doing with their, their recobbled defense. they got a couple of really interesting linebackers I would have liked to see in Kansas City, but hey. And recobbled offensive line, too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still making moves at that, and that used to be the strength of their team. So Yeah. Well, that gets us to the bye week at 12. Like you said, they're not going to have uh, anything around – Thanksgiving, we're going to get into December. And this is weird because of the last six games, there's four in December, and there's now two in January that are non-playoff games. So what really sticks out to me here is of these last six games, four of them are AFC West. So no matter what has happened to this point, by the bye week, you still have no idea what's going to happen in the West. Because unless somebody has gone 0-7 at this point, it's going to be enough where enough churn can happen. They start with Denver, like you said. By then, we should know whether it's Aaron Rodgers coming into Denver. If that has happened, 
even if it happened at the trade line, trade deadline, that's five weeks for Aaron Rodgers to get in with a Shermer offense that he's had some exposure to before. That's the only caveat that I think maybe he could adapt if it does take all the way to the draft, to the trade deadline. But if that happens one way or the other, if Aaron Rodgers is in Denver at all in 2021, this last six week stretch of the season is a big, big deal because they play him twice. That's true, but here's the caveat that I will throw in, in the wrench I will throw in right now. If they don't make the trade until the trade deadline, Denver's probably almost already out of playoff contention. You don't Drew Locke Teddy. And, Te- and Teddy Bridgewater are not going to get you enough wins early in the season to be able to make a big playoff push late in the season, in my opinion. Do you think by week 12 they could be 6-6, six and six, though? Could they be 500? <sighs> I mean, I suppose it's possible, but, you know, I haven't really studied their schedule. I just would say that they're going to be in a scenario where they would have to win out. And I don't see Denver winning out, even if Rodgers comes in uh, at the at the trade deadline. Wow. I, I just I, I'd I be figure like, they're hey, going to lose a game. Yeah, that could be true. But I, I see it as like, hey, if he's there, maybe that changes it. Maybe they could make a run like that. And maybe their only loss is to Kansas City. Maybe they split. And that's their one loss. If they have six wins, they're in. If they have five wins, if they get to 10 for the season, they might make it into the playoffs, especially with the extra slot this year. So the AFC West is going to be right down to the wire. Well, 10 wins might not make it, though, with 17 games. It might not. So that changes it, too. Yeah, they have the extra slot, but you have 17 games. So, you know, is 10 wins going to be enough? 10 and 6 used to be enough, but... You know, we've seen situations where teams that are 10 and 6 aren't even making the playoffs. So, and that was with a 16 game schedule. And now you're going to be 10 and 7. Yeah. I, I tend to think that that allows more teams' options than less, but, you know, it is what it is. But after they have Denver at home, and it is Denver at home uh, on December 5th, and then they go to Denver to close the season on the 9th of January. But the second week of December is the Raiders coming back in to um, try to get another victory lap around Arrowhead. Um, at that point, the Raiders should be well out of it and playing for just pride or spite. I don't know which one. Yeah, and the thing that actually makes me worry about this schedule with the way it's set up, yes, Kansas City plays at home on Sunday for Week 14 against those Raiders, and it is a noon game. But then they have a turnaround on Thursday night football play, going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. That is not a good situation for Kansas City. No. I like them against the Chargers, but that's set up for a loss. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. This is the hiccup in, in the whole closing out the season thing is having three days ostensibly to get ready for those Chargers. Now, again, they may be broken down by that point. But they could be on a run. If they can stay even 50% healthier than they generally do, I think they've done some things to help Herbert out. And I think the defensive scheme is going to come into it quite a bit, and we'll see how they've they've gotten along to that point. Then, the day after Christmas, a game that I'm going to be targeting to attend is the Pittsburgh Steelers at home in Arrowhead. And I think that's going to be pretty interesting, too. I don't expect the Steelers to be in the playoff race at that point. Do you? It'd be, it's really hard for me to see the Steelers being the playoff race. It's all going to depend on Big Ben and if he can play. And that's a big question mark right now. So uh, until we see what he's like this season, I'm not going to guess that they're going to be in the playoff push. But uh, they have a very tough division because uh, Baltimore is going to be good. Cleveland's going to be good. And I think the Bengals are going to be improved. 
I'm not going to say that they're going to be a playoff team this year, but I think they're going to be improved. So Pittsburgh has a tough division to go through. Yeah, I agree. Then on the 2nd of January, day after New Year's, they get uh, the Bengals, who should be well and out of it by then. And hopefully Burrow is still standing, I hope for his sake. But I don't see that being a problem. And then is the season closer at Denver, likely in the snow on the 9th of January. And that's going to be what I think might end up determining the AFC West. Yeah, it could. And just to be clear, it's scheduled for 325 right now, but it may not be 325 and it may not be on Sunday. Yeah. The NFL has said that all of those week 18 games are scheduled or subject to scheduling changes based on playoff races. So it's possible that could be a Sunday night game in Denver. Yeah, that's true. We just don't know. We don't know what's going to be on the uh, on the line in that game. So I don't want to get deep into making wild, you know, studied predictions here, but just off the top of my head at looking at this, I feel like there's a couple of places they could trip, a couple of teams that can give them some trouble in the places that they're at. But this looks like a 13-win season to me. Am I wrong? I wouldn't call you wrong. I would say that I could see 13 wins coming from this from this schedule. I think that the hiccup places that you're most likely to see issues are probably going to be uh, I would think, you know, Tennessee Titans in week seven, I think is going to be an interesting game because it's in Tennessee. Uh, I do think that that's going to be a game where they've got to show that they can stop the run. And if they've been doing that the previous couple of weeks, then that helps their cause. I think they're better than Tennessee, but, you know, going to Tennessee and playing that in that environment with that running game will be tough. Uh, obviously, week nine is going to depend on Aaron Rodgers and if he's still in Green Bay. Uh, or if he's healthy enough to play in Green Bay. I mean, that's been a possibility over the past several years as well. Uh, and then, you know, really the the biggest stumbling block to me, again, is the Week 15 game against the Chargers. Kansas City, I think, can beat the Chargers, but that's a lot to ask traveling to Los Angeles on three days. Yeah, that's that sucks. But we're going to see what, what happens. What are you going to do? <laughs> right. And when we get a better idea, when they get to camp, we'll we'll get into that and look a little bit closer at where rosters are. And we'll be able to give you a better prediction at that point, which we've studied up on it. But we want to know from you, how many wins do you see on this schedule? Hit us at Locked on Chiefs on Twitter and put it in the iTunes reviews. I want to know a count of wins. If you guys would hit that, we would appreciate it. We hope that uh, you have enjoyed this rundown and that you're going to enjoy your weekend. We'll be back with you Sunday night. Thank you for listening to us today. We'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.